Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an ind indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're in office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you're up and running, printing off official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, you just schedule a pickup or drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping with Stamps.com's new Rate Advisor tool. You can compare shipping rates and timelines and easily find your best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk, and with my promo code, POD, that's P-O-D, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments, no contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in POD. That's Stamps.com, promo code POD. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. Today we are going to be talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse trial and verdict. Now, I'm only going to touch real briefly on the actual verdict itself. I, if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, it's pretty clear where I stand on this. If you haven't, if you're a first-time listener, welcome. There's plenty of stuff in the back catalog. I'm not going to harangue on where I stand on the case at this point. The simple facts of the matter are the jury, after several days of deliberation, part of which was fostered by the fact that they were afraid of the repercussions of their decision, found that he did act in self-defense and he was cleared of all charges. Now, the thing is, I am still of the mindset that that kid had no business being there in the first place. That's not a matter that's up for debate as far as I'm concerned. He should have been at home. He's 17 years old. He had no fucking business being out on the streets in a riot after fucking midnight. He should not have been there. There's, I mean, there's always people with the argument, oh, well, you can enlist in the military at 17. You can do this. You can do that. Yeah, he hasn't done any of those things. And realistically, I, I, as a parent myself, it was irresponsible of him to be there. So I'm never going to say, there are people out there saying he's a hero and all this other shit. No, that's really over-glorifying the situation. I'm not calling the kid a hero. The kid was in a shitty situation that he should not have been in in the first place, and he acted to defend himself. I firmly believe that. I've seen all the video footage. I've seen the retouched footage that they put into the, to the, the trial. Like a lot of the country, I was watching the trial at least in excerpts when I wasn't busy at work because I, I was working during the day. Unlike a lot of people, I have to go to work during the day, so I would get recaps in the evening when I went home and stuff like that. But I did see the supposedly cleaned-up footage. 
the FBI drone footage, which everybody goes, oh, there's footage from an FBI drone that was flying over it. Nobody really stops to go, why was the FBI flying drones over the city? Me, personally, I can kind of understand it because it's not like the riots were a surprise and there is an FBI office close enough where they could be there within a few hours to dispense those drones and get them in the air and get them flying to survey the area and keep an eye on things. And so, ultimately, the feds are basically the federal cops. That's what it boils down to. So, yeah, they were there. They were watching. I'm not surprised about that. But all the footage, all the... Everything that happened there shows that that kid was defending himself. I really, I don't understand how anyone can sit there and say, oh, no, it was murder because he went there armed to defend someone else's property and he had no business being there. I agree that he had no business being there. He was actively trying to disengage from the situation. The video footage shows him running away, yelling friendly, and the angry, bald little pedophile chasing him through the parking lot. This is the same person who earlier in the day had said, I will fucking kill you and cut your heart out. And the thing about it is, the kid, even though he had no business being there, even though he should not have been walking around with a gun in a riot at 17 years old, he was doing the right thing. He was behaving more properly than the people who he shot because he was trying to avoid the conflict. He was not the one causing the conflict. It's not murder when you feel that your life is in jeopardy. And that's the problem I have with all these people that are saying he got away with murder. Murder is defined as much by intent as anything else. He did not go there with the intention of, I'm going to kill somebody. I don't give a shit how many celebrities, how many media characters, how many fucking athletes say he went there with a gun because he was going to kill him. These are the same people not questioning why a felon was walking around with a concealed handgun that he was legally not allowed to be carrying. And the media is trying to portray it like, uh, what's his face, Gage Gaskowitz or whatever the fuck his name is. Like he was, oh, his permit was expired. No, his permit was invalid because he was a convicted fucking felon. It's not like he just forgot to send in the paperwork. He was not legally allowed to be concealing a pistol on his person, yet he still was. And these are the same assholes that are trying to call him in a hero because he pulled his illegal weapon out to try and shoot the kid who was actively trying to disengage from the situation. That 17-year-old kid... And again, I'm not going to be one of the people calling him a hero. I'm not going to be, you know, lauding his praises and kissing his ass. He he, he kind of comes off like a little bit of a tosser in my book, but that's his personality is completely irrelevant to the case at hand. The simple fact of the matter is that kid showed a lot more control than any adults in the same situation would would have shown. He only fired when he was being attacked. He did not randomly spray bullets into the crowd, contrary to what the media is trying to portray. It's not an active shooter situation. He's not actively randomly picking people off. He did not fire into a crowd willy-nilly just because he was freaking out. A lot of people would have shot the first guy, started freaking out, and just unloaded on the crowd. He didn't do that. He tried to walk toward the cops to turn himself in. The video footage shows us these are not like debatable points. And then... The people who are sitting there trying to say, well, the people that were trying to stop him because they were trying to stop an active shooter. Okay, first off, since the kid does not qualify as an active shooter because he was not actively shooting at people, 
the people that were trying to stop him hit him in the back. He was trying to disengage from the situation. He was not actively shooting. He was trying to go to the police. And they attacked him. They hit him in the back and then were surprised when they got shot. I feel literally no sympathy for these people. They're not heroes. They weren't trying to do the right thing. They were behaving in a manner that resulted in them getting shot. It, it's an old saying, you don't bring a knife to a gunfight. The kid's armed, and if you go running up on him and hit him in the back, it's not because you're trying to do something fucking noble. He was not actively engaging the crowd. He was not trying to cause any more harm or any more damage. And I can't necessarily say, oh, well, this is what I would have done in that situation, because until it's one of those things. Until you're actually in the situation, you never know how you're going to react or what you're going to do. And ultimately, and this is not actually something I've really spoken about, there was a very real possibility I could have been there that night. I was actually asked to be there that night by people that I have known for a long time that understand I have a vested interest in that city. My family still lives there. My parents still have a house in Kenosha. It is literally less than a mile from where the shit was getting burned down. So, yeah, I had a lot more business being in Kenosha that night than the vast majority of the assholes that were there lighting it on fire. Now, I did not go for various reasons. I stayed home. The primary reason I stayed home is because my wife asked me to stay home. She didn't order me to stay home. She didn't forbid me to go. She said she knew it was important to me that I make sure my family was safe, but she didn't say, you can't go. She said, please, I would prefer if you stay home. I don't think it will be safe. And so I stayed home because I care about my wife and it was important to her that I not go put myself in harm's way. History has shown, thankfully, my family's homes stayed safe. None of my family was injured in this. But let's just talk hypothetically for a few minutes here. If I had gone to Kenosha, I would not have been at some random business trying to run the protesters off or... I'm sorry, wait, the rioters. Yeah, they're not fucking protesters. The protest stopped at a reasonable hour, and all the protesters who were trying to actually accomplish some good went home because they realized acting like a bunch of fucking barbarians does not help drive positive change. It does not prove your point. It does not make your case for anyone. It's juvenile, petty, tantrum-throwing, and it's not going to win you any fucking points. But let's just say, hypothetically, I was hanging out there on patrol trying to keep the rioters from fucking up people's property. If I were in that situation, well, it's completely ridiculous to say, what if the pedophile would have come after me? Because based on the fact that, A, he's a five-time convicted pedophile, I'm never going to let that one go. He should not have been on the streets. He should have been in fucking prison in Arizona where he was convicted. But he wasn't. Somehow he got out. Somehow he got on the streets. There is no way he would have come after me because he would not have looked at me and thought he was going to be able to either overpower me. People like that don't go after adults for anything. He may huff and puff and try and act all hard, but if, if, if I got in his face being twice his size and a good seven or eight inches taller than him, he's not going to be, oh, that's the guy I'm going to try and disarm. He picked the kid. There were other people there that had guns. He did not chase them. He did not go after them. He picked the teenager. 
because realistically, he's 34 years old. He's twice that kid's fucking age. If, if you're any kind of a reasonable grown adult, a teenager really does not have a chance against somebody in their 30s. And he had angry man syndrome. He was, he was, you could see in different video footage of him through the course of the night, trying to pick fights, trying to get people to go, and always doing it in a crowd mentality. He never went after people that were bigger than him or his same age or anything even close to not trying to be a like, oh, look, at, let me take advantage of this kid because I'm a pedophile and that's what I fucking do. No, he he was screaming only when he was in a crowd. The only time he went after somebody was when he saw a young individual that was shorn off from the group. And he played fuck around and find out. He tried to grab a gun off of somebody who was trying to get away from him. It's not like he was being provoked. He was he was the provocateur. He was the fucking problem and he got ended. I feel no sympathy for him and it just is ridiculous to me how people are trying to act like somehow these sainted fucking criminals were the were the good guys. And trying to say this kid whose life is going to be fucked up for a long time. And people are mocking him saying, oh, well, he was crocodile tearing on the stand. That looked like a PTSD fucking breakdown to me. It looked like he was having a fucking panic attack. And again, I'm not saying this is anyone who's ever going to be singing the praises of St. Kyle. I'm not going to be one of these people saying, I think he's a fantastic bastion of the future or any of this other shit. He made a lot of stupid fucking choices, and he's going to have to live with the consequences of those choices. He's having, according to his testimony, nightmares on a regular basis where things play out differently, where he relives the, the night in question. He was looked exhausted all the time. I don't have any trouble believing he's not getting a good night's sleep. So that's my two bits on the case. He was assaulted. He defended himself. Those things have those actions have consequences. And the decisions of other people forced him to defend himself again. I don't see that as a matter of debate. If there's a lot of what ifs there, what if the fucking pedophile had been in jail, then that probably never would have happened. And those dominoes wouldn't happen. And there'd still be another person alive. And there'd still be somebody who had both arms. And just for the record, as long as I'm talking about hypotheticals, if I had been in that situation and if it were me instead of Kyle, I like to think I would have can controlled myself to a certain amount. But if I was there with my AR 15 and the angry bald little fuck who had earlier in the night, tried to say, I will kill you if I catch you alone and cut your fucking heart out. If this angry, bald little fucker decided to lunge at me and chase me after I was trying to disengage from him and he did that to me, yes, I would have shot the little prick too. I'm not going to apologize for that fact. If he came after me that aggressively and tried to take the gun off of my person, he would have gotten shot. And I also would have said it was self-defense. I would have actively tried to go to the cops because I would have been trying to mitigate the consequences of that shooting, just like the kid did. Like I said, I'm surprised how well he tried to control himself in that situation. I can see a lot of people who would have panicked and just started blind firing into the crowd and made the situation ten times fucking worse. Am I saying that the kid was a great person or anything else? No, I don't know him well enough to speak on the content of his character or any of the other shit. I'm not going to be one of the people lifting him up as, as, as a saint or as a, a wonderful person or any of this other shit. I don't know him like that. And ultimately, 
if if I were in that situation and if it played out in the exact same manner as it played out with him and somebody kicked me in the back of the, and knocked me down and then somebody else came up and hit me with a skateboard, yeah, that person probably would have gotten shot too. The, where things would kind of deviate is if I saw somebody else coming at me with a handgun and they drew down on me and they pointed their handgun at me, if I shot before they did, he wouldn't have been around to sue the county because I would have double-tapped him because I maybe it's because I'm a little older and I'm a little more paranoid, but he had a gun in his hand. I would have made a point of making sure he was down and stayed down. And honestly, I think that statement will probably, some people are going to decide they don't like me anymore. Some people are going to say whatever it is they want to say about it. But that's the honest to God's truth. I think that is how I would have reacted in that situation. I think it was a reasonable reaction to a fucked up scenario. Like I said, the scenario itself never should have happened. The kid never should have fucking been there. The fucking rioters never should have fucking been there. But they were, and this shit happens. Now, the thing that I really... The reason I didn't drop this episode right away, I was initially thinking about just doing a short little blurb as a reaction to the verdict with whatever the verdict came out to be. But I I didn't get a chance to record anything on Friday, and I've spent a couple days thinking this over, and really kind of watching the after effects. And honestly, I I may lose some friends over my stance on this. I may lose some random followers over my stance on this. I But I got to say what I got to say. And the simple fact of the matter is, I am actually more disappointed in the way a lot of people are reacting to this verdict than... I mean, I knew there was going to be pushback. I knew going into it there were friends of mine who did not necessarily agree with the way things are being interpreted but I there I have seen a level of ignorance out of these people who I consider friends I know to be decent human beings I know to have enough you know common sense and enough brains and enough education to not be I mean even when it comes to the but the close-mindedness and the just wholeheartedly buying into the facts that are not actually facts that they want to keep throwing up about these things. I am really taking significant issue, and there are people who, honestly, like I said, I expected better from, but they are taking an extreme stance where it's like, if you are okay with this verdict, block me, unfollow me, stop being my friend, don't ever speak to me again. And they're doing it for things because they're like, trying to accent how this is another case of white supremacy. You got a kid who is of white and Latino descent on trial for shooting three white guys, defending business run by two guys who are brown enough to be confused for a lot of different things that ain't white. So the fact that the guys who got shot were supposedly doing it in favor of Black Lives Matter is fringe at best, but ultimately, that's really not a very good white supremacist. You shoot three white guys defending a brown guy's business, you're not a very good white supremacist. The people who were there, who, who were there to destroy shit, they were not there to make the world a better place. The fact that they were supposedly doing it on behalf of a black man and the cops being wrong, realistically, if you support equality, if you support reform to what is admittedly a fucked up system, you should be just as mad at those fucking rioters as anybody else because 
they are co-opting what should be a valid point, what's something that should be redressed. They are co-opting it and making it look bad by acting like a bunch of fucking assholes. I don't understand why people aren't madder at those people. I don't understand why people aren't saying, look, they don't speak for us. But no, it's like, oh, this is a case of white supremacy. This is a racist issue. Race had nothing to fucking do with it. If it was a racist issue, he would have gone out, he would have found brown guys and shot them. He would have deliberately gone out. If it was a case of a racially motivated murder, he would not have shot three fucking white guys. I'm, I don't have a problem with you being upset by the verdict. I don't have a problem with you saying this is not something I'm okay with. What I have a problem with is making it into something it's fucking not. And the media, the, the political people, the, the actors who are, Lord knows, they're our experts. They need to tell us how to be living our lives. So all the fucking douchebags in Hollywood, all the professional athletes who want to weigh in with their two pennies, again, like I said during the fucking riots, from behind your gated communities where you are protected with other people by guns and you want to talk about how shitty the world is and how unfair the world is, from your seven-bedroom estates. Shut the fuck up. Nobody wants to hear your shit. Well, more specifically, I don't want to. I'm not going to speak for anybody else. I don't want to hear your shit because you are not in touch with the real world and you need to shut the fuck up. And I have seen so many statements in the last two to three days since the verdict was released that are so just categorically wrong about, well, this is why I have a problem with it. This is, I saw one thing where it was saying that this verdict was just another case of black voices being silenced. There was literally not a single black person involved in this case at all. There were no black voices silenced because there were no black people involved in the situation. There were none shot. There were none on trial. It was not anything to do with that. And there's people out there saying, well, if he was black walking down the street with a gun, he wouldn't he would have been arrested and he would have been shot. He would have been killed. Yeah, that's all entirely possible. I'm not saying there's not inequality. I'm not saying people aren't treated differently. What I am saying is the verdict in this case had nothing to do with fucking race. And I'm tired of people trying to further drive this divide that doesn't need to exist. People constantly trying to make everything into racism is literally pushing people that would be very centrist, very much like me, where that doesn't figure into their consciousness. You're pushing them the other direction because you are being so brash and obnoxious and so just blatantly disregarding of the facts that you are actually creating your own fucking enemy by constantly doing the shit, by constantly trying to make everything about race when it is not. Yes, there is systemic inequality, but you know something? You're being spoon-fed a lot of shit and you're buying into it and then saying, oh, well, this is racist because of this and this is that because of that. And I want to take a minute here to explain to you something. I have literally had people tell me, well, if it was a black kid with, a, with an AR-15, would you still be defending him? Fuck yes, I would. In a heartbeat. Not If, if there was a 17-year-old black kid with an AR-15 that shot three black people, because well, let's be honest, if we're making this an equivalent situation, it would not be that he shot three white guys. I've seen way too many people trying to say, well, what would you do if it was a black kid that shot three white guys? It's a completely different scenario, it, and it, I still would not accuse him of being racist if it was the three white guys fucking attacking him. I would say, you know what? That kid defended himself. Good on him. Those fucking white guys had no business attacking that black kid. May, why aren't you calling them racist? But for it to be an equivalent scenario, 
It has to be a black kid shooting black guys. Now, here's the thing. That happens a lot. I live just outside of Chicago where violence is a normal fucking thing, and it's it's a line item. It's a police bulletin in the news. It does not get the kind of fucking coverage that it was thrown into this thing because it's not divisive. It's not going to cause problems. It's the fucking norm. It's a sad situation. It shouldn't be that way. It's a horrible thing that that is a fact. But you know what? It happens. It happens a lot. Young black men are out there shooting other young black men and middle-aged black men and and women and kids and get people are getting caught in the crossfire and it's not getting nearly the national media attention that this case did. And that should tell you a lot about what the national media's goals are and what their drives are. And without trying to go into things making me sound like a conspiracy theorist, it's a simple fact of the matter. And if you want evidence of it, if you want proof of it, if you're still listening at this point, I'm assuming you give enough validation of what I say, I'm going to give you something and just, you know, gnaw it over. Keep it, keep it in your mind. Think about it for a few minutes. Literally on the same day, there was another case that was decided about the same thing. A situation involving whether someone was being charged with murder that was pleading self-defense. The case came down. The man was acquitted. The murder charges were dropped because the jury found that he was acting in self-defense. You probably haven't heard of this. Here, let me let me give you a few more details. The guy who was acquitted is a man named Andrew Coffey IV. Now, you probably haven't heard about Andrew Coffey IV because he happened to be a black man. You know why he was on trial for murder? Because his girlfriend got shot in the crossfire when a SWAT team raided his house to serve a warrant. When they fired a flashbang in through the window, and it was on the end of a delivery device, that he woke up and saw it and looked like a gun sticking through the open bedroom window. So he fired at him with a forty-five caliber pistol. He shot two or three times. The SWAT team opens fire, returns fire, and killed his girlfriend in the process. And then they decided to bring him up on like second-degree homicide plus a bunch of charges for shooting at the cops. Again, because he woke up in the middle of the night, thought he was being robbed, and grabbed his gun and opened fire. Now, the jury said that, considering the circumstances, his reaction, he should not be held liable for his girlfriend's death. His girlfriend's family never blamed him for her death, because he didn't shoot her, but they were charging him with it. So, he claimed self-defense, because he did not know he was having cops come in his window. He saw a long, slim object sticking in his window and thought somebody was trying to come in and either harm him or rob him. Now, I'm not saying that this was necessarily the best of guys. Obviously, they were serving a warrant. He must have done something wrong. And he is actually still on the hook for possession of a firearm that he was not supposed to have. And that's, you know, he's still going to do some jail time, but... Point being, the self-defense claim got all the like life in prison charges dropped because it was a case of self-defense, and he was not responsible for killing his girlfriend. And the attempted homicide charges were also dropped because he was acting in self-defense. So, why are we not hearing more about that? I mean, other than the fact that yeah, it doesn't read like a crystal clear. Oh, this guy was a perfect saint, and and he got off on it. There's still the other criminal charge matters, but 
it's still an application of the self-defense law. It's still a similar thing. And all the left-wing media that's trying to blow this all into a huge racial issue, saying hearing a black guy successfully used self-defense claims, you'd think they'd want to make a bigger deal about that so people would know it could actually happen. But no, instead they want to focus on a white kid that shot three white guys as somehow racist because he got his charges dismissed because it was self-defense. And then my last little complaint about this whole issue, and then I'll we'll take a little break and come back so I can say the other th- piece that's on my mind, is a lot of the media outlets, particularly, let's say, MSNBC, who was barred from the courthouse because their reporter was trying to follow the juror's bus. I mean, of course, they're denying it, but the, the cops caught him doing it. He ran a red light to keep up with the buses. It was going from the courtroom to the where they were being sequestered pretty sketchy and so here's the thing a lot of these media outlets after the verdict was read and you know an 18 year old kid was understandably and visibly relieved by the fact that he is not going to be spending the remainder of his life in prison and yeah he kind of collapsed at the table and hugged his attorneys and he was seen smiling leaving the courthouse And they're trying to play it off like he's this, you know, sociopathical, maniacal asshole who's just glorifying the fact that he got away with murder. And that's not my words. That's literally the narrative that's being presented. And I just want you to stop and ask yourself for a minute. If you just found out you were not going to be spending the rest of your life in a 10 by 10 cell, don't you think you might smile and be relaxed and a little more happy knowing you got your life back? Regardless of where you stand on the policies, mocking the kid for for how he reacted to finding out he got his life back is really fucking it's just low. It's it's there's no class to that. It's a normal, understandable human reaction and trying to make a big deal out of it is utterly fucking ridiculous. And that being said, we're gonna take a little break here and we'll be back in a couple minutes. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. All right, so thanks for enduring that. Now, here's the last thing I wanted to speak on. And then, honestly, for a while, I will not be bringing up anything else barring some huge issues. You know, if another riot breaks out, if something legitimate like that. I'm done talking about this shit for a while. But to the people who are trying to say that this is all a sign of white privilege and all this other shit, I want to present a couple other facts. Um, When Kyle Rittenhouse was put in jail and and put on bond he was his bond was like two million dollars and it was crowdfunded and sourced and posted so he could make bail and get out on bail and this is the bond posted for somebody who is carrying a firearm in a riot and yeah he shot three people two of them died i understand that now conversely a little while back here a few months ago 
There's a guy named Timothy Simpkins, 18-year-old, so pretty close in age, got into a fight in his school. After the fight was over and broken up, pulls a handgun out of his backpack and proceeds to unload into the crowd and wounds three people. One of them being a 25-year-old teacher who was trying to break up the fight and got shot in the back for his trouble. This young man happens to be a black kid. He was out on bond the next day for $75,000 bond, which means they only had to post 7500 bucks. For when you're posting bail, you only have to post 10%. $7,500. The logic and his parents are trying to say he shot those kids in self-defense because they were bullying him. Why were they bullying him? Because he was rich, because he had a nice car, and he had nicer clothes than them. So he was being picked on. And since he was being picked on, the self-defense came in the form of getting picked on, going home, getting a gun, going back to school the next day, getting into a fist fight, having the fight broken up, and as everyone was walking away, pulling out your gun and unloading. That's not self-defense. The media is not trying to crucify this kid. He was literally an active shooter. He pulled out a gun and fired into a bunch of people that were walking away from him, including the person who broke up the fight that he was in. And they're trying to claim that is a self-defense case. So his actual total bail amount was literally a little over a quarter of the amount that had to be posted in the Rittenhouse case. And his charges were aggravated assault. Not attempted murder, not anything remotely close to that, just assault. Nobody's out there screaming how this is discriminatory. Nobody's out here screaming how this is racist. Now, I've brought this up in a conversation with somebody, and they said, well, yeah, but he didn't actually kill anybody. Yeah, well, he also wasn't being attacked at the time of the shooting. And he was firing indiscriminately. The people he shot, yeah, he, one was a girl who got grazed, considered a minor abrasion. The other two, however, were a 15-year-old boy. So an 18-year-old boy shot a 15-year-old boy and a 25-year-old teacher, the English teacher who broke up the fight and got shot in the back. The media is not covering this. The media is not out here trying to fan the flames of why is this guy not being crucified and thrown in jail. He was out there posting Instagram pics of the party they had for him when he got home after spending an evening in jail. He wasn't even in jail like a day. Now, unfortunately, school shootings have gotten to be pretty commonplace these days, and that's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother sad state of affairs. Like I said, the issue I have here is... Now they're trying to say this was an act of self-defense. And I don't see anybody in the media trying to vilify this guy. Or I haven't heard any athletes or celebrities out there talking about how he was looking for trouble because he was carrying the gun. Because, newsflash, he was looking for trouble. He brought a concealed firearm to school because he was getting picked on. He didn't. They weren't being nice to him because he had too many nice things. Uh, I hate to break this to you. If you're this rich kid that everybody's being mean to, has it ever occurred to you maybe you're a fucking prick? I, I know that's not really commonly acceptable way to look at things these days. He must be the victim. He must be the one not getting treated fairly. That poor baby had a right to put bullets into those kids. Children. He didn't shoot grown-ass men who were trying to attack him. He didn't shoot adults who were coming to try and end his life. He shot unarmed children. 
He shot a teacher in the back. Other than one initial story, haven't heard a peep about it. Haven't heard anything on any of the major news outlets after the initial school shooting alert that happened. Haven't heard any follow-up cases. They're not following him. There's not Facebook groups out there trying to end his whole family's well-being and health. There's nobody out there trying to say, well, he's rich. Let's take what he's got. It's just the media dual standard just kind of makes me sick. And the reason I picked this particular case is I want to highlight a point. This is another 18-year-old person trying to say he was defending himself, assaulted people with a firearm. The difference is the people he assaulted weren't attacking him when he shot them. That's that's kind of a sticking point for self-defense. And realistically, I only bring the point up to try and illustrate the media reaction to the case. There's a really good chance you haven't heard about it. You haven't heard a thing about it. It's not being plastered all over the place. It's not being shoved down anybody's throat. You don't have an angry auntie that's shoving her opinion about the matter down your face on Facebook. Well, unless you're in the area, probably. Locals, I'm sure, are seeing more about it. But it's not receiving this national media frenzy. It's not being blown up into anything. Since the kids that were shot were both minors, there's no information out there about them. And, you know, good. There shouldn't be. I I, I hope they recover well. I hope the 15-year-old that was in surgery for hours because it was touch and go with him and he's going to need a lot of reconstructive help and therapy and all this other stuff. I hope that child recovers and doesn't have too much pain on their way. And frankly, apparently the family who the shooter belongs to has money, so I'm generally not a person to be pushing for litigation, and I'm not one of the sue-happy people, but in this case, I hope that kid gets a decent lawyer and eats them fucking alive. And I hope the teacher, who was also in a case of touch-and-go, I hope he at least gets his medical bills covered. It'd be great if he got something, too, but... Realistically, you know, this family, the kid showed up to turn himself into the police with his lawyer in tow. So I don't necessarily think there's going to be a whole lot of justice served here. Because as much as people want to bitch about how color affects everything, because the real color that matters in this country, the real color that's going to make a difference in the quality of your life isn't black or white. It's fucking green. It's about wealth. It's not about skin color. Skin color is very minor to the people that are actually in control. The people who it matters to are the ones that are being fed all this shit, saying that it should be an issue. The people that are actually controlling shit don't give a shit what color you are. They have just as much disdain for the poor white people as they have for the poor people of color. It's a very real thing. And pointing it out, a lot of people start saying, oh, well, you're a conspiracy theory or you're oversimplifying it. No, I'm really not. I acknowledge that there are shitty people in this world. I acknowledge that in a lot of ways, the system is built to favor some people over others. But ultimately, at the end of the day, if you got enough money, it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what you look like. If you've got the money to buy your way out of trouble, you're going to do it. That statement alone, based on some of the people I've been seeing over the weekend and the comments they've made, that statement alone is enough to get a lot of people that they're going to unfriend me. They're going to unfollow me. They're not going to like me anymore. And I'm really sorry you feel that way. I'm really sorry that your depth and breadth of personal interaction is that limited and you're buying into the narrative that much where if I say something you don't agree with, we can't be friends anymore. 
But on the other hand, I'm still going to sleep all right at night. And honestly, I think most of the people that really feel that way, they probably don't actually take the time to listen to this show anyway. Realistically, if you if you made it this far, I want you to take something away from this episode. I need you, I've said it so many times, we need to come together. We need to stop letting them drive these wedges in between us. We need to stop letting them emphasize all this stupid, superficial little shit. We need to stop letting them make molehills into fucking mountains. Things that you have no control over in your life should not be a determining factor in what kind of a person you are or how how you are going to treat other people. If we could all just start doing that, we could all start being better and living better and doing better and doing right by each other. A lot of these problems would fucking go away. On the other side of that coin, if we could just stop being such a bunch of judgy pricks, and I'm saying that fully aware that I am a judgy prick, uh, I think we'd all just be a lot better off. And so, you know, that's the end of it. That's the moral. That's the takeaway. Be good to each other. And for now, that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode of I Had to Say It. If you liked what you heard, leave a review, give us a follow, give me some feedback. And if you didn't like what you heard, leave a review, give me a follow, give me some feedback. I'll try and fix it. Check us out on all the social media platforms at I Had to Say It podcast is the trigger for all that stuff for the search term. And if you want, check out the website, www.ihadtosayitpodcast.com. There's links to people that have been involved with the program, things I've talked about. There are some links available for some merch that we're working on, and there are ways to contact us there as well. And thanks for listening, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.